when my dad died, um, I wasn't really out there talking about it with everybody. Like I really much just kept it to myself. Um, I kind of just went through it in my own in my own way, whatnot. And my my brother's. Um, I don't want to like say the person because otherwise I'll be obvious. But anyway, a family member, an ex family member, family friend, whatever, um, basically messaged me on um, on Instagram, basically like um, giving me their condolences and whatnot. And I was like, thank you very much. And then, really and truly, that's where it needs to just stop. And then, but she now proceeds to say, you know, I know you wasn't close with your dad. And um, then talking about, my, uh, about the relationship between my, my dad and my brother. And I was like, that's not what I needed to hear from you in that moment in time. You could have just kept it at RIP, condolences. And it's like, it was so unhelpful because it's like, number one, you don't know the ins and outs yet of people's relationships. And you telling me this now, how is that supposed to help me? How is that supposed to help me? Mm. And I remember seeing that message and I never replied to her again. And it's terrible, but... Um, was this your was was it like an aunt or something or, or no it was it was like like an old family friend basically okay, okay, yeah. and yeah. The, but the wickedest thing is that this person like they it's not like say they knew my dad it's only things that maybe like we may have said in like passing conversation that, that she even gets to know about how things were between like me and my dad you get it it's yeah. not like say she was there to witness anything. So it's just like you're just you're just talking for the sake of talking. Like just just shut your mouth. Mm. But it's a thing where it's like it, it kind of annoyed me. I'm not gonna like it annoyed me because it's like it's not needed, it's not required. I didn't ask you for like a recap of my relationship with my dad, I didn't ask you for that. Um and funnily enough, she messaged me the first lockdown, maybe I guess, you know, just to check up on me and whatnot. And to this day, that message is still unread. Because how she made me feel when she came to um, give her condolences, I'll never forget that feeling because it's like, it was such an unneeded feeling that you you gave me. And for me, there's no hard feelings, but I don't have a requirement. I don't have a desire to speak with you. Yeah, that, that's after that. point you made though, because I think, I'm not gonna I, even with me sometimes. Well, even when I when I hear of like when I first heard of news of someone passing, whether they whether they, like, they close to me, I, sometimes I don't I don't know what to say. Even even when when I I know like it was quite a while. Even when I kind of um, I know you put like it was like probably like one post maybe on your story. You just put like what on it about your dad passing. I just said that you know, was like a year later. Yeah. A year later is when I even like put it out there. Do you get it? But when it happened at the time, no one knew nothing. Okay, that's that's yeah, that's gonna interesting because like. Again, like, like I was saying earlier, like before, I, you're, I see you as someone who's very kind of um, vocal online, not in a, in a way of like just always kind of like ranting at people or whatnot, but it's like... Yeah, I'm active. Yeah, active, in it. So obviously, and yeah. I, I'm not saying that there's a... Because you're active, it means you now have to kind of post certain things. But like, you didn't really, you didn't really post much about it. That you, you said even yeah, post it a year after. So like, that kind of shows you're not really, you're not really, you don't really want to post certain things that's personal, maybe because of again the relationship you had, and it, and the reason is it's up to you. There's no no one can say, oh, why didn't you post this and that? But like, um, do you feel like do you feel like the reason why you didn't post so much social media is because of your relationship with with him, or was it more of a thing like, nah, I don't mean to tell people anything about 
about this? I nah, think. like, of course, nah, it's fine. Like, um, for me, I think two reasons. One, because I don't see social media to be like my outlet when it comes to like things in my personal life. I don't see it to be like my rock. Do you get it? Like where if things are happening to me, I must post it. I'm just not that person. Um, and secondly, because I feel like, yes, I wasn't close, that close to my father. So therefore, I'm not then going to put it out there to people who I barely know. There's, there's people that I know obviously on social media. And then there's people that I barely know. Do you get it? So I'm, I'm not prepared to put my business out like that just for the fact of I'm going through a process of grieving and I don't feel like a lot of people understand. Um, just, I don't really tend to put my personal life out there. Do you get it? I'm very selective about what I put out there. You might see like a period of time where like you're seeing me doing up enjoyment and whatever. And then sometimes I'm not posting nothing mm. because I feel like balance is key. Do you get it? Like I'm not one of them people that like you can go on my um, Instagram and know everything about me. No, like even to this day, there's some people who don't even know that my father died. Do you get it? Because I've just, unless it comes up in conversation, fine but i'm not gonna go around the town and tell everyone my father died like i'm just not gonna do it do you get it so cool like if we're close enough my close everyone who's close to me knows do you get it but i feel like it's really important for me to not put information out to irrelevant people do you get it because people online are not as nice as they make out to be do you get it people come on this whole positivity and good vibes and but no the reality is yeah social media is is the biggest evil eye out there yeah people will see something going that you're going through and be rejoicing yes she's in pain yes she's grieving and i'm not about to put that out there for someone's trying to use that against me no like i don't do that i don't do that so for me when i decided to post a year later that obviously like in in remembrance it was, it was the remembrance factor. Do you get it? I'm thinking about him today, stays a day, whatnot. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, oh, well, do you get it? So I think for me at the time as well, cause it took me quite a while to kind of like get my head around like the whole thing. So while I'm trying to figure out, I'm not trying to put all of that on social media because it's like, bro, like there's some, there's some days I don't even understand like my, my, my own mind, let alone be putting it on social media. What for? So for then to for then for someone who's got malicious um acts yeah like a malicious mind to like try and use it against me when I'm doing good nah I'm good for that I'm good for that I'm not doing it no I, I respect that because again like like how I see it if we all have a right to um, share what we want to share especially with grief we can like, you can share it and you're someone maybe you don't want people to know certain things obviously with with um our angle is a bit well. I would say our angle, our angle is a bit different because obviously, like we're trying to, like, kind of uh, make this more. I would say I won't say that like, bring awareness, but kind of normalize like talking about grief and talking just, about it. Yeah, it not being a, it not being a, uh, somewhat of a like a taboo to talk about because there's so many things like, which I'll get into like that even to this day. It's like people, it's like people are uncomfortable with certain things and certain aspects of grief. So it's like almost like. There's certain levels of grief that people are, are willing to sort of digest, and there's certain levels of grief people. Yeah. You say, oh no, that's too much. We don't we don't need to know that. Like it's almost back to the whole thing of like people kind of like policing grief in it. Like it's not like 
me personally, like how, how people want to share their grief is up to them. Like, I, I would never say like, oh, that, oh, you're doing too much, you know, maybe just, mm. if I think it's too much, I, I would say that's, that's cool. That, that's me personally. Yeah, but it's too much for you. Maybe you wouldn't do it, but for them, that's like, the outlet. That's that, how they want to do it. That's what, that's what they want to share. And I feel like as people who are, are users of social, well, use, consume social media, like we can't kind of control what people share. It's up, it's up to them, isn't it? Like, and, I, and we don't have to comment every single thing. If I <clears throat> this is the, honestly what you just said there about not commenting on every single thing, that is so true. Because um, I think it was like a week ago, or maybe a few days ago, I saw on um, funny enough, the Shade Borough, bro. I need to, I need to unfollow these people, yeah, because oh, but um, they posted some girl. I don't know who she is. I have no idea who she is. But her mum died basically, and she like basically like took a video and she dumb photos like basically oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, so you saw that yeah so I suppose I'm, I'm guessing that her mom had passed at that point yeah. and a lot of people in the comments were saying how like um it's very insensitive and and it's like I wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it because for me that's too much for me like it's that's a lot of wait so sorry grief. sorry to interrupt you so she she shared a picture of her, the mum in her death, her mum in her, the mum in her... In the hospital bed, like, she had died, basically. After she died, or in, when, before she died? No, I, I believe it's, I believe her mum had died. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that, yeah, I remember that. I was, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah. And like, for me, at the end of the day, the girl can do whatever she wants, you know, it has nothing to do with me. If that's her, if that's her process, and she wants to put it out there, maybe it's her way of, like, awareness, fine. But do you know what triggered me? Be very careful what you post online yeah, for other people to see because that triggered me. Mm. Because I, I didn't expect to see that. Do you get it? Because it starts off with, I think, a picture of the girl holding like her mother's hand. Yeah. So that's what you see. Do you get it? And then the next image is like the image of her dead mom. And that was very... That did something. Do you get it? Because not a lot of people have seen dead bodies. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. not a lot of people have seen death like that and I, and the way that it was just in my face like that I was just like yo like mm, I, I'm not sure like, that I'm prepared to see you have, that you have the emotional intelligence to know that okay you're not going to comment on anything put anything yeah that's too yeah it's, too, it's okay in your opinion it's too much but that's but it doesn't mean that how the person share their grief is, is wrong it's just for you it's oh good. no definitely not it's not it's, it's, it's not wrong because how she wants to do it is fine and do you know what? Whatever I feel, whatever I think, the point of the matter is she's going through a hard time. So if she doesn't need to be seeing people in the comments yet speaking negatively about it. How I feel about it, I'll keep that to myself. But obviously it was shocking. Like it was, I wasn't expecting to see that. So I feel like, you know, some people are very like blase to death. They're very like numb. You know, they can see dead body and just be like, meh. But then there's some people who like it's very triggering. Like you know when they see see an image of like death, it's very triggering. And for me, like it kind of like I, I don't know. I was a bit shook. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, rah, like I've never been on social media to see something like that. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I'm I'm numb to it, yeah. Because because obviously I've seen it, but it's like I don't know when when I I don't know. It's like even even now, yeah. I feel like I don't have. I don't think I have any triggers, like in terms of like if I, even even before my friends passed, I, I saw like a, uh, um, a what do you call it? What's the, oh, a, basically a, a headless, basically a, a head, on a train track. 
before. Raw, you've seen that before. Yo. The one time in college that someone someone basically committed suicide, they jumped on the tracks. And yeah, and like, but even even like even forgetting that and fast forward to when my parents died, obviously I had to go see the body. And like that was scary. I'm not gonna lie, that was scary, innit? Like I I had sleep the light on for a couple of days after some of my mum's but like even like now it's like if I see it now I'm, I'm not there's not so much I don't know like it doesn't really like it doesn't really affect you yeah I don't know it's weird but like even like like it was an interesting point you mentioned because with that whole um case with, the, with that lady obviously it's unfortunate that her, her mum passed and that's how she wants, wants to grieve in it and that's how but and I think I don't want us to feel like this is a this we're all just kind of just like bashing the shade bro yeah because obviously let's be honest and they're just a news outlet yeah exactly it's true they don't control what people say or what have you but the thing is because some people are just stupid yeah and don't know when to kind of just like zip it in or just don't even say nothing at all there's there's no like filter there's like oh, i must come on every don't like okay shade bros i know like it's the, the inclination to comment on most things but sometimes listen just go to the next post. something sensitive like that i feel like if what you have to say is not r.i.p my condolences or anything positive then i would just say keep it moving like your opinion like I, like I always say your opinion in the matter at that moment in time is irrelevant because that person's not going to see what you said and if it's your opinion they're going to take it on like that's the last thing they want to see so yeah like for me I think obviously because Shea Borough posted it I kind of feel like they maybe should have put trigger warning on the post like obviously different if you go to the girl's page because obviously it's the girl's page isn't it mm. but Shea I kind of feel like had a little bit of a responsibility just to put on their trigger warning because yeah, the thing is any other post which is graphic and you know like do you know what I mean you would put trigger warning and the thing is images images of death on social media I think people don't understand that it can be triggering for people it doesn't matter you might have seen death your whole life yeah it can be triggering for, for people like for me like I would say like my dad's death was probably like the the major like a major death which yeah. i've experienced like like before that like obviously like family family members have died which you know i might not have even, have even known them or maybe I'm, i i saw them when i was a baby like i don't really remember them do you get it like of course their death is still important but for me like it wouldn't be as major do you get it mm-hmm. whereas like this was like the first real big death i had to deal with like as a family and i was like rah like it was just like it was different. Do you get it? Because it's like, like also when someone when someone dies back home, it's back home. You acknowledge it. It's upsetting, and then obviously you know that like the family are going to do what they need to do, and that's fine. But obviously coming from a culture where like death is very much celebrated highly, do you get it? Mm. It, it 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 still doesn't make it like easy for me. Do you get it? Because like in Ghana, like bro, like funerals are like one big party. There's a three-day event just just for it. Yeah, like even someone was telling me, yeah, just briefly, like apparently, even like it's so mad they even have uh, professional criers. <laughs> Listen, that is fact. Uh, professional... <laughs> you can have people. Oh, sorry, I, I don't know. If I should laugh. No, that... no, but it, it, listen. That's mad. Seen so many things you have to laugh at. Yeah, it's it's sad, but it's true. It's true. So I can, I yes. can say to someone, listen, right, okay, cool. Like, walk down the streets of Ghana and say, look, uh, I'll give you 500 pounds. Cry, cry to the best of your ability. Listen, <laughs> African women are the best criers. Let me tell you that now, yeah. 
because it's, I've, I've been to enough funerals in my time to know that. Listen, when they say cry, African woman will cry. She will wail. She will do the whole shebang. Yeah, listen, that woman deserves an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> because are they, are they getting top dollar for that? Like, to just to, to cry the best. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's top dollar, but. You know, I'm sure it's probably enough, you know, to feed her and her, her children and whatnot. But, like, it's mad. Like, I don't really know why it's a thing in our culture like that. Because, like, I don't know if you know, but in Ghana, like, um, you've probably seen it on social media where, like, you've seen, like, them pool bearers and they're dancing. Yeah, you've seen them. Yeah. Like, like they're going ham. Like... I think I think Western sorry in more like African culture obviously death is not so it's not really like a taboo it's more like celebrate because you have your you have the funeral and all that kind of stuff but they also have a celebration as well and it's it's normal yeah. you know what I mean but obviously like here in more Western Western culture it's just kind of more or less I mean people can still have some form of celebration but usually the funeral a little service and and, and that's that but even that's just, it. like, it's a, it's a one day thing really but the thing is sometimes as well like even like when it comes to like sharing group on social media, like for some people, it's just their way of like, listen, it's just like a, a natural, um, it's kind of like a, a, a default thing to do because like maybe that's, that's in that moment in time, that's the best way they can just literally like get all up. Maybe yeah. in real life they can't really talk to people, you know, so they just thought, you know, this is going to be better. Unfortunately, with that, there's going to come depending on what you share. And again, I'm not saying that it's wrong to, to share what you can share what you want, no matter how graphic it is. But even just like, I guess it's more like a question to both of you, but do you feel like um, there's an onus on those sharing certain things to put trigger warning if, if the thing they're sharing it is, is going to be quite graphic? Or do you feel like that's, they, don't, they should just share it? They don't have to do any, they don't have to put any trigger warning. <laughs> well, I feel like obviously, you know, if we're talking about like social media and like mental health and stuff like that, I just feel like, I feel like, I feel like it, it is important. Do you get it? Because they're not images that you see every day. Do you get it? So I am not going to have a problem with you posting it, but at least allow me to be ready to see what it is. Do you get it? Or not see what it is. Because mm. if it's a trigger warning, then I, and I know that it's going to potentially trigger me, then I have a choice to say, okay, I'm going to steer clear of that because it's going to do a bit too much for me. Do you get it? Like, if I was the kind of person to share every single thing, and I was to like, I don't know, like if a family member was to die in a, in a horrific way, I don't know, maybe in a car crash and, I happen to take pictures and if I did post it on social media um I don't know I kind of feel like I probably would let people know that this is not easy content to digest so if you wanna cool if you don't wanna but then I feel like if you obviously if you're gonna put it out there and it, it being that graphic there's obviously there should I would expect there to be a message behind it do you get it like the girl who posted um, her mum, there was a message behind what she said, talking about obviously like, you know, COVID and, you know, uh, she, she she wrote, she wrote like a very long, um, long worded um, kind of essay on it. And it was, it was very touching stuff. Do you get it? So I understand the reason why she did what she did. There was a purpose behind what she did. So I feel like if you're going to share that kind of content, because there's a purpose behind it and you want to raise awareness, you want to you kind of let people know that, you know, 
I don't know, let's say drinking and driving is wrong, then by all means, post your message, post what you've got to say, but just do let people know that what you're about to see, it's, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely hear that, but sometimes it, some people, like, because, I guess, obviously, if you're posting on social media, you, you have some, you know what you're doing to a degree, like, but sometimes it can be a, a case of, you know, emotions are running a, a quite high so you're not really thinking oh should I post trigger warning before I post this you just you just want to kind of just have some sort of release true out there so again but again that's that's not to say that people like I said I, I always stand by that people can share what they want in terms of their grief and how they want to share it like you know what I mean but obviously the, the issue comes is when like people kind of um you know start saying certain things and I think it's something as well people you know what it is, is sometimes yeah you see it's like horrible things it's not always like literally like inflammatory words it can be like oh i'm sorry for loss but does she really need to share that maybe she stuff like that it can still be triggering like you said with, with the family member yeah. um, you know i know you wasn't close okay but why do you need to say that like do you know I mean it's not it's not it's, it's not always have to be a case of words of like oh yeah you know don't share that you just saying, oh, okay, you don't, it's a bit much, it's a bit much, but maybe she shouldn't share. Like, for example... But I don't, even, I don't even think that's even genuine. You even saying, like, rest in peace and then saying, oh, but should you really be sharing that? That's not, that's not genuine. It's like, it's like you know, when you say, uh, you know, when um someone apologises to you and they're, and they're like, um, oh, I'm sorry if you feel that way, or I'm sorry if I made... You get it? That That's not really a genuine apology, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying that RIP is just for decoration. You just, you just put that. That's RIP it. For decoration. Like, listen, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be disingenuous, just don't listen. Don't say anything at all. Like, just don't say anything. anything like bro. honestly. Anything. But people just feel like, oh, you know what? Like, maybe oh, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit. That's a bit much. You know. Like um, I remember like last. I think this was last year. Um, so when like Chrissy Teigen and and John Legend they lost it. I think they, they lost. Was it still? Yeah, they lost this. I think it was a, a son. Yeah, and, um, I think so. I yeah, she shared it on Shade Room, and I think it was a picture of her in the uh, hospital room. I think she was like crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Her holding, holding the baby, and there was, and people were a bit like, "Oh, that's a bit, that's, that's a bit theatrical." Oh, that's a bit. Oh, that's that's a bit. But it's like, listen, I don't even care if, like, you're you come you shared it immediately. You're like. Share how you want to share. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I said before, you might find it factual, but I, you shouldn't. You shouldn't just open your mouth and say it because in that moment in time, people are going through a hard loss, and just respect that. Respect that. But this is the problem. People are not respectful. This is this is something which is lacking in society. It's lacking on social media. People are not respectful because I remember someone. People on Twitter were vile. I saw some vile things yeah, that people were saying, horrible, like toxic things. And I was just like, yo, like, may this never happen to you in this life because the things that you're saying, some of the things that they were saying, Jermaine, were disgusting. And I remember someone saying, oh, why, why was there a photographer in that moment? Like, yeah, are you stupid yeah, yeah. or something? She had the photographer because she was expecting to give birth to a child and that child to be alive and to take pictures. That's literally the whole reason why she had a photographer in the room with her. Not because, it's not like she had just found out that news and then was like, yeah, let me just call the photographer to come down and take pictures of my grief. No, because the whole point of the photographer was that this is a happy moment. I'm going into my child, you know, so obviously they're going to get pictures of, you know, her and the baby, her and John Legend 
and it just happened to be a sad case that the baby didn't make it. And I guess maybe she thought, you know what, let me utilize the, the, photog the photographer that I've got and utilize this moment to bring awareness. People were disgusting with the things that they were saying when that happened. But also another thing as well, I feel like, because this is what I, I, I kind of feel like, sometimes sharing grief on social media can be a, a, a thing of like also raising awareness rather than just people just all oh, sharing too much or, you know, like why people, sharing this aspect of the grief like if it's, it's awareness as well because more a lot of the time people may not be aware of certain things or, or it might be a, even a thing where like some people like share certain things and maybe it helps that person who didn't feel quite comfortable or confident sharing going through the similar type of loss and they're like okay no so she shared it, so i feel more uh more comfortable i can now be open about my group because it's you know what i'm saying like, like i feel like now now it's kind of like it isn't so much there's there's still kind of issues and toxic behaviors but I feel like now in terms of grief it's not so much a thing of like you see grief and it's it's kind of the, it's kind of like grief is part of life and I mean sharing it is also somewhat you could argue part of life as well and it? it's not like a and obviously what you share is, is dependent on you and things like that but I just feel like sometimes yeah like just don't say anything at all if you haven't got nothing to say and it's not a much in my set RIP if you, if you know you know what you, can't even, you don't really want to say RIP and just like scroll on and just for some and don't say it as well don't say r.i.p if you know it's not genuine as well because that's that's just as bad that's just like, as bad or for the need because i said before sometimes it, you might not know what to say and, and with, in most cases when people are going through grief you think i don't even know what to say how do i even kind of like because if i don't if i don't say anything would they feel like oh i've i've, I've seen the post and i didn't comment on anything and, and i'm talking from a place of like if for example a close friend of mine has posted something and I haven't, and I've just seen it the first time. I haven't, maybe like, it, it depends. You might feel, okay, I've seen it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a ring. I'm never gonna go on, I'm, I'm never gonna go on social media and comment. I'm gonna give them a ring. Or you feel like maybe, okay, I'm not close to them, but maybe I'll just say RIP or I don't know what to say. Maybe just, at, in that moment, maybe just like, maybe park it, sleep on it. Maybe like in a, in a few days, you know what? Maybe I might have a little think about it. I can now, I don't know what to say. You don't have to fully respond in that moment in time. Don't talk for the sake of talking. Do you know what I mean? Don't yeah. like, don't waste the RIPs if you if you don't don't give the RIP if you don't mean the RIP. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so sometimes don't just don't do it. But obviously, you're someone like you said, like because you posted about it that even a, a year after. So obviously, from that, I take it that you're not really big on posting your grief online, which is which is cool. Like, which is cool. But in terms of like not putting it online, like, how do you kind of deal with it? Um, with your dad's death, like offline sort of thing. Well, it's a bit of a, it's a bit tricky one. It's a bit of a tricky I mean, one. Just, just don't feel like you have to discuss everything. Just discuss what you feel comfortable. Oh, no, no, of course, definitely. Like, I'm definitely at a point where, like, I can, I can speak about it very freely, mm. um, you know, because a lot of, you know, healing and growing has gone through it. So I'm at that point. So for me, like, me and my dad, like, I wasn't really close with my dad, firstly. Um, he was always like someone I knew of and, you know, like very present as in like I knew my father kind of thing. But um, I actually never actually met my father. Like literally like he, the last time I saw him, I was two, two years old. Yeah. And that's the last time I ever saw my father. So it's like, yeah, I was growing up, I spoke to him and stuff like that. And, you know, like um, he, used to, he used to write to me and stuff like that. But in terms of like physically seeing my father, not seen him since I was two. And I can barely even remember that. So 
obviously growing up, like I kind of thought, you know what? Yes, yeah, it's, it's getting to a point where, you know, I'm older now, you know, I'm my own woman. Like it's time that, you know, I go and see my dad. And I think it was always in the back of my mind. Yes, I'm going to go and see him. I'll go and see him. I'll go because he lived in Ghana. So yeah, it was one of them ones. So when I found out that he died, it was a, it was a bit of a shock because it's like in the back of my mind, I've got these plans about things I want to say and stuff like that. Like my brother had seen him, um, uh, I think two, no, three years ago, three, four years ago, my brother saw him when he went to Ghana. So my, my brother seen him more frequently than I have ever seen him in my life. So for me, it was, it was a weird one because it's like, okay, this is my dad, but it's like, I'm not really as close to him as I probably should be. And it's like, by the same time, I'm devastated about this. Like, end of the day, he might have done some terrible things in his life, you know, he may have fallen out with people and whatever, but end of the day, like, that's my dad. Do you get it? Like, and I still had plans in my life to, you know, um, reconcile and, you know, say things that, like, I wanted to say to him since I was younger and all of these sorts of things and whatnot. So it was a really weird time. Like, I remember the day that I found out, like God works in mysterious ways, he really does. So I'd known like a couple of days prior that he was ill. And I remember like, I was like praying like, God, like, you know, let your will be done. Like, um, I hope that my dad makes it through this, all this sort of thing. Duh, duh, duh. So um, I wanna say it's probably like the fourth day or the third or fourth day after hearing that he was um, not well, I was on my way coming home from work. And these times I was taking a DLR um because I was living in East India them times um so I remember I took the I ended up somehow taking the wrong train like it took me to like Canary Wharf and I was like bro like, I never take the wrong train like what's going on here like so I ended up having to take the train back and I remember I got off at uh, I think Cross Harbour and my mum called me and I was like I just knew I just knew like she ain't gonna tell me good news um so she basically broke it to me and said, like, she got a call from um, my aunt's husband, which is my aunt, which had been his sister, um, that, like, he spoke to him at, like, one o'clock um, and he was OK, he was doing OK then. And my uncle said to him that he would call him back within the next few hours. And uh, he went to go and call him back and they were like, he's gone. So I was like, I was just like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like I was shocked. I was shocked because it's not what I had, you know, prepared to receive. So I remember being at Cross Harbour and then my mum knew like she it was time to just come off the phone because she knew that. Like, I, I just went mad quiet. I just was not speaking. And then I was just literally just at the platform and I was just like crying like silently to myself. Like I was just crying. I was just like, rah, like, I can't believe this. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I need, I need to let my siblings know. I called my sister and I told her um, and she, she was in bits, she was devastated. And then at the time, my sister who lives in America, she was here. So I was trying to get hold of her. I couldn't get hold of her. I'm calling her. I can't get through to her. So I think I managed to speak to her later on in the evening and whatever. And then I finally told my brother. And these times I think, yeah, he was living in Birmingham them times. And I remember like, he just broke down and I just broke down on the phone with him. I just like, that like, no words were said. Like literally as soon as I let him know that, like what had happened, he just broke down, I just broke down. And then it was just like, 
yeah I gotta go and then I just basically was just like it's fine you go and do what you need to do so I got on the train and like I don't know like it was really I don't know if it's just me but I'm very I'm very good at like keeping under pressure so like all of that was going on all of that had just gone on but I got on the train you would not have known anything different I just went about my business made my journey home um no sorry these times I wasn't living in East End I was living in Custom House mm -hmm. so I remember um I always had to go to Canning Town catch the next DLR to Custom House and I just went home and I was just literally like as soon as I got home that's when I just let it all out I just let, let it all out and I just could not stop crying I was just crying 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 and then my mom called me and I was just crying 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 and then um I remember that one day is the day that everything came out. All of the emotions which I'd held in, everything had just, it just came out that day. So then the next day I was a lot better. But um, I went through like mad waves of like sadness and regret and like grief and all of these things. And it was mad. And I remember because um, it happened on the Thursday, the Friday I was off work and obviously I had the weekend. So I went to work on Monday thinking that, yeah, it's cool, I got this. I, no one at work knew what happened. I hadn't told nobody. So I went to work and I remember like coming up in the lift. And as soon as I reached my, my door, like um, in the office, I was just in bits. I was in absolute bits. I had to go into the kitchen next door. I was crying my eyes out. Like my manager came out and another colleague came out and I was just... Like, you know, when you cry so much, yeah, like from, from, from your stomach, yeah, and you cry so much and, like, <laughs> and you can't even speak. That's how much I was like, that's how much it affected me. Like, cause I think I'd gone round like that weekend, like, <sighs> okay, yeah, death is a part of us. Yeah, we move kind of thing. And it's like, no. And that Monday it came and hit me in the face. It like, literally I got punched in the face by that emotion. So I got sent home um I think I was off for like a week um and that week I just basically just moped around and I was just like I felt I felt shit because I think my whole life I'd, I'd always said to myself like there's so many things I want to speak for my dad about do you get what I'm saying like what really went down why did you have to go here why were you not really like present in my life and that's all of these things you get because I'd reached a point where I was like I'm my own woman now so I, I can't be mad at you anymore because I'm here by God's grace. I've grown up. Like, here's your baby girl. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm not mad at you. And I felt very shit because it's like, there's so much that I've wanted to say. And it's like, rah, like, this is actually hitting me that I'm never going to get to tell him these things. Ever, never. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I felt regret about, like, the feelings I'd had about him in the past. Like, you know feeling let down and disappointed by him and whatnot. But then it's weird because you see, death is weird because it's like you get to know more about someone sometimes after they've gone. And that kind of hurt me. But then I was like, okay, it is what it is. Do you get it? Like, I just have to just, what can I do? Like my dad died. I got to know bare stuff about like what really went down. Um, he may have been portrayed in this in a certain type of way, but that's not how it went down. Um, you know, like like um 
you know, family members in, in Ghana like would make him out to look like he was this 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 nasty, horrible person. And it's like, it didn't really go down like that. And the thing is, the good thing, I, I, I thank God for my mum because she never put anything in my mind like to poison me against him or anything like that. Like she just, she was very um, open with me like wanting to um, speak of him or not speak of him. And she was fine with it. Like she never like growing up, like she never put things in my mind to kind of like set me against him or anything like that. So it's mad how you learn a lot about a person after they've gone because I learned like, bro, like I've got like more siblings. I didn't know that I had more siblings. <laughs> and when I, when I say more siblings, I've got like the, the eldest one, he's like, bro, he's like past 50. I'm like, yo. And then there's one who's like 18. So it's like, okay. Did you get to meet okay, them? Huh? Did you get to meet any of them? Well, no, like I've never met, well, to be fair, there's, there's a stepsister I knew about. I knew about her from like years ago. And like, we we used to talk like here and there. So I, I was aware of her. But then when my dad died, I got to find out that I have a little brother and he's, I think 18. I've not met him, but you know, we've got each other on Instagram. Like we talk here and there, like I'm going to Ghana at some point. So I'm going to see him and that'll be a nice surprise. But it was mad. It was mad. And it's like, I felt bad because it's like, some of the things, I think I allowed myself to be very angry at my dad for a lot of my life. A lot of my life, I was angry at him. I was mad at him because it's like, I'm not going to front. Like, you know, you see girls with their dads and you're like, you know, I want that. And it's like, it, it made me mad because it's not like I don't know my dad. You get it? It's not like, it's not like I can't pin a face. I know my dad. I know his name. I know things about him. I know where, I know what country he's in. But it's like, we just don't have a physical relationship like we don't have like a, re a, a father-daughter relationship so that made me very very I don't know like I don't want to say resentful um but a lot of growing up I, I was I was mad at the world because it's like yo like I'm at that point in my life where like I need a father figure and I had my brother don't get me wrong but it's not the same like I want I wanted my father to get it mm. and I didn't have that um so when he when he passed, I felt I felt shitty about those feelings. I'm thinking, rah, like you you actually could have gone and seen him. And I think the reason why I didn't go as soon as I I think the reason why I didn't go sooner was because I was still harboring a lot of those negative feelings towards him, and it stopped me from kind of doing it. And at that point, I was just like, you know what, you can't live in this forever you do have to move on you do have to move on um like I said it was it's, it's been waves it's been waves like some like death is weird like some days you don't even think about it some days you don't even think like right like my father's not here and then some days like you you think of oh, right like it hits you that oh my god like I have a parent like who's like not here anymore like and especially like more so like when I go for my phone and stuff like that sometimes I see pictures um because very much at the time I remember my I don't know it was a relative in Ghana sent like pictures of like my dad and it's mad I'm looking at these pictures and I'm just like rah like I look just like you and it's just like it pissed me off because it's like the time should have been shared so much time should have been shared but do you know what's what's even more shitty is when you have when you have um family disagreements of course when two families come together there's disagreements people meddle people get involved in things they shouldn't be getting involved in people stop talking 
people start fighting over stuff. And unfortunately, my family is that. There's people who are falling out of people and issues have been created. And like literally people have been beefing for like years and whatnot. Like it just opened my eyes to see that like in this life, it's not worth holding on to what we think is worth holding on to a grudge for. Because the worst kind of grudge you can have is knowing that you could have sorted out your, your shit with somebody and you didn't. And that person has gone. And my auntie, which is his sister, she was beefing him up until he died. Like they were, they were, they were, I don't even know, like it was silly shit. Silly shit that they were even probably fighting over. But my auntie is who she is. She's a very controlling person. She's always wanted to like be very controlling over my dad. And I think it had gotten to the point where my dad was just like, this is it. Like, I'm just not, I'm not in it. I'm not in it all this. And them two were beefing. And then like, obviously now my dad's gone, isn't it? So it's like, for me, that, that that's a feeling I would never want to feel is that knowing that your brother or your sister's passed and you lot were beefing. Yeah, because you can't take that back. That must that must that must be so um mentally just exo- crazy on the mind just think knowing that you know what yeah and I could have just like settled it down. What's even mad knowing that it was over it wasn't even that deep. Like I, I mean I, and the thing is what what's really deep enough to say that you know what like, I'm gonna just not talk to you forever. Yeah like because I, I remember um because my mum um she had like one of her best friends and they were like like tight they had a falling out and they lost it quite it was quite serious in it like um lost it over like quite some time and then um, but what was crazy they made up just before she died not like i think it was maybe like maybe a couple months before she died and like she said said to um my other at one time if i hadn't made up here i don't even know how how where i would be like, i would have been so damaged mentally because knowing that and it wasn't even like, i don't know the ins and outs but i Again, it could be resolved in it, but that's probably the worst feeling to have knowing that you know what, yeah, like we could have resolved this and now it's like you you we have his memories and, and it's and it's crazy. Like, that's why sometimes I'm not saying like I get like in life there's some things we, we just can't get past and it's it's just different, isn't it? But you see sometimes, you know what, yeah, life is too short, man. Like, Honestly, is like short. it's it's too short. Like say what you wanna say get off your chest what you want to get off your chest and just keep it like keep it moving once you once you've done it you've done it but the worst thing is when that person is no longer there and then that's when you want to start saying all them things that's the worst feeling because you can't that you can't bring that person back to say say what it is that you want to say do you get it mm-hmm. and it's it is a horrible feeling like i'm pretty sure that there's things that my dad wanted to say to me in person you know face to face which you know he's not he's not gotten to do and it's very it's shitty like it's very shitty because like this year like I'm going to go on a this year and it's like I would love to know that I'm going and I'm seeing him and I can say what I want to say but even 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 if we beef yeah I get the chance to do it but the sad the sad part is is that I've gotten to the point where now I'm ready to go to Ghana go and just you know reconnect with people and the only way I'm going to get to see my dad is by his graveside and that's it. And I can only say what I want to say there. And that's that. And I have to make peace with that. It's hard, man. But I, like, but I think there's a lot of wisdom coming from me in the sense where you know what, like, this is, it is what it is sort of thing. And you have to kind of just like, accept it for what it is. But at the same time, just know, you know what, like, at least 
I've still got memories of him and you know what you have because what it is what well, I know it's important like you know to always like make peace with people when they're still alive but at least you know like we said earlier about certain things about you know they try to I won't say they try to lie on his name but like they, but the 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 dad you were told about growing up wasn't wasn't the dad you now find out okay like he's that wasn't him so at least mm. so at least that's it's good to have that knowing that you know what I know he's gone but his name hasn't been kind of like dropped um sort of dragged through the mud and do you know what I'm saying so you you have that yeah it doesn't bring and, him, yeah because I'm able to like the thing is like I have allowed myself to have my own opinion on him. Do you get it? Like, yeah, exactly. We might not have obviously, you know, seen each other on a regular basis and whatnot, but I always ask myself, I'm never going to let someone else form my opinion on him. Um, that ain't going to happen. So for me, I'm happy with the stuff that I'm, I've actually gotten to find out after he's gone because it's like, okay, like, if this is if this is how I was supposed to find out, this is how I was supposed to find out. Did you get it? So, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that my, my my dad was a complete angel. Do you know what I mean? A perfect person. Yes, he made his mistakes, he done his fuckeries, whatnot. But I can at least learn from him and learn the directions in life I don't want to take. Like, if there's one thing I can say that he's taught me, that is that you know I can learn through his mistakes and. You know, like I see traits in, in myself and my dad all the time, you know, good and bad. But like the 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 bad, I have to I have to tell myself, like, bruh, this is not where we're trying to head. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're, we're not doing this. And it's it's my job to unlearn, um, unlearn those things. Do you get it? Because if I know, if if I've seen what what it done for my dad in, in his life and I don't want it for myself, then it's my job to to do the work. And I guess going forward now the best way that I can get to know my dad even more is to get to know him through you know the people who are still behind so like you know obviously he's got um kids in Ghana whether I'll get to meet all of them I don't know there's family members back home who I'm sure I can you know you know depend on to find out more about him and whatnot but yeah it's been it's been a bit of a weird journey I'm not gonna lie like for me though I'm not gonna lie I feel like I I don't want to say got over it because do you ever get over someone dying no I don't think so but I feel like I managed it very quickly like within a few months I feel like I was just like I was back to normal kind of thing like um but I think I would I would say that the last like the, the few months before he got buried because he got buried on the 30 30 off of the 31st of August and yeah so months before then it was hard because it's just like it was hard yeah because I knew I wasn't going to Ghana for the funeral oh you, oh, you didn't go to the funeral no I didn't okay. I didn't and that was the decision I made because it's like I I was not ready. I have to keep it real. I wasn't ready. Um, obviously, we spoke about Ghanaian funerals and stuff like that. It's very full on. Do you get it? Mm. It's very full on. Like, obviously, yeah, you know, in the Western world, you, you'll have a wake and whatever, but that's all done in one day. Like, literally, I wasn't ready for the three-day process, which was, you know, being planned. Like, the first day is that, obviously, like, you know, um, you see the body, um, 
all that sort of thing like the the second day is pretty much like the burial and then like the third day is like the celebration of life like you go to church and that's a celebration of life cool um but see god works in his ways because um it wasn't it wasn't god's plan for me to go it wasn't it wasn't i know that for a fact i wasn't mentally ready um my heart wasn't ready because at that point um no no gone sorry at that point I was still processing the fact that like this had happened and that was the point I think I was pretty much going through like the deep regret like really kicking myself and feeling very shitty about not having said the things I wanted to say and seeing him before he died like and I was like I don't think that's how I want to see my dad that's not how I want to have a lasting image of him do you get it yeah so yeah it wasn't that, that it, it wasn't a right moment for me so my mum and my sister my cousin they went you know represented us a lot over here and whatnot um but I feel like when I go this year I'll be ready to go to where he's been buried and mm. if if it's that time that I decide yeah I want to say all the things I want to say. And then if that's my stage seven of the grief, then cool. That's that's my stage seven. And if that's my grief process done, then it's done. Exactly. But yeah. I knew that going to the funeral, that that would if I said I'm going, I'm not being true to myself. That's not what that's not what I'm ready for. I'm not, it's not what I want to do right now. I, I think I think that's very honest of you, because I'm not gonna lie, like I, I almost felt like I didn't have a choice. Like, not, not because people were like saying, you, you, you must go or else, but I just felt like that. Like, if I don't go, yeah, I, I don't know, it's weird. I don't know if I'll be able to deal with it mentally. Obviously, in your story, you were able to deal with it mentally and you, you thought, you know what, I'm not mentally ready, so I'm not gonna go. And, and, that's, and that's perfectly okay, but I just, I just felt like with me, it's something I just had to do like deep down. Like, and I just felt- But do you feel like you had to do it because like, because both your parents were like very much in your life do you feel like that's even more so because I feel like if if your parents were in your life I feel like it would probably be easier for you to make that decision mm. I, I mean so just do you ask if, the, if there wasn't in my life you said yeah mm. that's true or, yeah or do you feel like you it was easier for, of a decision for you to make because they were very present in your life? That's a good question. I think, yeah, I mean, like, I think, yeah, because they were, I just think, and there's something I had to do because they were present and because they were buried like back in Nigeria, I just thought, okay, I have to, if they were buried here, maybe I could, I could be like, if I don't feel like yeah, I'm not going to go, I can always sort of see them like visit them like they grew, but because literally I don't have that kind of, um, that, uh, what do you call it? Like, in terms of logistics, I can't do it. Like I can't, if I want to see them all the time, I can't, it's not practical to fly. Yeah. However many miles to go, do you know what I mean? So I just thought, okay, it's something that I need to do for my weird, even though I didn't have closure, but I just thought like something I had to do at the time I thought, okay, this is, this is, this is what closure is, isn't it? You, yeah. happens. They pass away. You do the like you said the the the, the series of events that that take place after a loss, and then once I bury them, that's closure. But that wasn't the case. Like I, I thought like that whole seven day, sorry, seven stage for me wasn't 
it wasn't as like simple as that for me. Like I still went through a lot of stuff even after I went there. But I just feel like even though it was hard, I think yeah, I something I had to go. So I, I don't know if that kind of answers the question, but I feel like <laughs> I felt like I, I felt like I, I I needed to to just do that because that was my opportunity to kind of see them one last time. And mm-hmm. more so for my dad, because prior to the last time I saw my dad, it was literally in, on on the on the slab. Like before, prior to that, I hadn't seen him in years. So I mm-hmm. thought, yeah, I, I have to, I kind of have to go. I have to see him. And you know, but I can't. It was I'm like it was scary, like because you see, like what you mentioned earlier, over here, go have the church service, little refreshments. Yeah. Like, over there, it's, it's, it's a lot, and it's like mentally as well. Like, cause I was there for like seven days in Nigeria. For seven days, we had a we had a three day thing as well, and I'm just like, oh, I want this just to be over with. But it's like I have to be. I'm here now, so I've got to. You have to go through it. Yeah. Like th- that's exactly what I thought for me. I was like, you know what? I would agree to this, and by the first day, yeah, like, bruh, like I'll break down. I will not want to go to the the other two days because. I know that it's mentally, it's physically, like, it's draining, it's exhausting. Like, yo, it's not straightforward. It's not straightforward. And I wasn't ready. And the thing is, I, like, when you talk about closure, because I'm thinking about I never really saw it as closure. Mm. I don't know what it is that I wanted, like, as my closure. I don't even know if all now I even still have closure. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess I'll know when I go to Ghana, but I don't. I don't know. Like sometimes you feel like you need closure, but do you need closure? Yeah. And I think that, I think that's the point. That's the part like that I've kind of reached now. Is like, is it closure I need? Like, what is it like? Because I've lived my life, like I've lived my whole twenty-seven years, yeah, without my dad. So the way I see it is like, do I need this closure? Like, do I need it? Because it's like I've gone through like this life, like not kind of having that father-daughter thing mm. um I don't know but then the thing is I, I mean I had I had a stepdad so I think for me like it kind of broke down you know a lot of it um but I always ask myself like is it closure that I need do I want closure do I need closure is closure gonna make a difference to me mm. yeah like yeah it's, it's mm. different I mean like like because obviously Ben your your mom was braided hair it's like how was the process in terms of um, the, fun- the funeral, so did you uh, still do the whole um, Ghanaian tradition of the three-day event, or was it like just one day where you guys buried her, and then like, and after that maybe it was a, a little reception, and then and that's that? Um, I think it might have been one day or two days, because mm. um, I think the memorial happened a month after she died yeah on the 21st of june so it happened in late july on that on that um i think it was saturday sunday um it was in like a community center so like one of those places that you go um and you rent out for a day and um i don't i saw some friends i saw some family members but um I didn't, I saw one of my stepdads, but I don't really um talk to him. My family don't really talk as much as, as we used to. So it was a bit of a 
awkward um, situation, but obviously I tried my best to to get on with him. Even we weren't really on with on on good terms, if that makes sense. So. It's, it's a bit, yeah. It's a bit like um. The, the only thing I remember about funerals was like just not not having a collect. Like when I said when I was out there, not having a say, I just felt I didn't have much of a say. I, all I've got to do is just wear clothes and show up. Mm. Like, and and feeling me, there's something there's something that that kind of um makes me feel uncomfortable when I, when I, I feel like I'm not in control of. I'm not saying I'm a control freak, but when I'm not in control of. Yeah. Certain things and like, cause like over here, like okay, if she, if she let's just say like she was buried here and it, and it, for me it all gets on top, I'll just leave. Like I'll just, I'll, I, like I'll just like just remove myself from that environment and just maybe I don't know, go back home. But over there, there there's no like I can just bounce because if I bounce, everyone's looking at me like yo, like what's he like? And the thing is like, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to be rude, but I feel like in, in some African cultures they don't really understand. I don't want to say they don't understand mental health, but they don't really understand if, it, like, for me, like, me just, like, getting up and leaving, yeah, and the church service. That's disrespectful to them. Yeah, but 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 they're not seen as, like, oh, right now, it's just too much for me. I need, I need to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you, should, you should be there, like, we do doing? Like, don't go, like, you know, you know, oh, you're a man, you need to kind of, like, deal with this thing. But I'm just like, oh, this is, this is a lot. Because I remember, because um, we, because similar to um, uh, uh, your um, thing, Ben, because in... We had a, a service here just for all those who couldn't come to Nigeria for my mom's funeral. And I remember um going there and so they had we had like a um like a I don't know what you put like a projector of her picture and stuff and there was mm-hmm. slides that were just kind of showing pictures of her and family. And I'm gonna lie, I, I I walked out. I think maybe because literally I just got so much, I'm just like mm. pictures. And I think that's, and I think even like, I know, I think I said earlier, I may not have triggers, but I think that's one thing that kind of um, gets to me is if I'm just like looking at a picture for too long yeah, and stuff like that. Because even the other day, like I came across like, because uh, um, she was on Instagram, innit? she she loves socials and stuff, innit? I came across Instagram and it's like, I just felt weird. I kind of just exited quick because I, I just don't know, I just felt weird. Like, mm. the thing is that it's like, and I, I don't know the policies. I know Facebook have their own policy in terms of when someone passes away, but Instagram, yeah, I don't know what they do with the account. I don't know if it's they other... put they put on the um, on the bio. It will say like remembering, and then like the person's yeah. Because I, I just looked at it so briefly, I didn't even know if it said that. So for me, I just thought, I just thought it was like the account was just dormant. So it's just like it's just there, like inactive in it. So I don't. I always thought would Instagram kind of delete the account but like you said they, they do that whole thing and I think it's the same with Facebook as well because um she had she was on Facebook as well my mom and I remember we had to actually call um we had to call someone but on Facebook I don't know how I think my sister done it so to kind of let to kind of ask them to change the page mm-hmm. so rather it that it being a profile it's kind of like a like electronic kind of like memorial kind of um you know when yeah what do they call it? like like a cenotaph or just like a digital cenotaph where like so you know normally where this place where people can leave like flowers and stuff so it, yeah 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 it's kind of like that where they change it so people can kind of like just write messages um and stuff and 
So yeah, but again, I, I don't really go on her on her, on her profile because it's just a bit too. It's much. too much. Yeah, I don't want to go on there and, and that maybe I see someone that I just kind of made a stupid comment and do you know what I'm trying to say all that kind of stuff like that's why like yeah I, to me I just I don't really I don't really kind of do that because I remember like there was a time when um a few things that triggered me during the during, and I, maybe I could I, I could say maybe some of it was my fault but there was a time when um like when she passed away a lot a lot of her people were kind of sending um, tributes condolences on, on Facebook obviously sending mm. her page and stuff like that and I don't know maybe looking back now I was being a bit too um irrational but like when I when people were sending like writing stuff like they used to kind of like tag her in the like for example there'll be a there'll, there'll be a picture mm. yeah. my mom's not in the picture mind you it's not in the picture but some they'll write un, uh, underneath the caption like you know remembering okay let me I'm not explaining anymore. so say for example yeah like there's a party that my mom went to and yeah. friends that went to the same party so so like for example the friends will kind of put push the, the picture up she's not my manager mom was not in it yeah but she was at the same party so they're kind of like just like it's kind of like almost a thing where the, the caption doesn't really match the photo so like they'll they'll put a picture a picture of her maybe when there was at a party and they'll put a remembering da, 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 my mom yeah she's not in the picture and they'll tag her and i'm like from, i don't know and that used to kind of yeah remember. that whole tagging thing is like but the yeah, person's but, like here, like, because the whole point about you tag someone is so that so that they can see it. Do you yeah, get it? So, so, so literally, there was a time when people, and the thing is, yeah, like, there was a time when people like just kept tag doing it and just kept tagging, tagging. I'm like, and we was like, why should I keep tagging her? Like, so we had to kind of just like just say to Facebook, can is there a way we kind of change the page and and rem- and just stop that function because hmm. all a bit too. And, I, and again, I'm not saying they were wrong for that, but for me, that just triggered me in it. Like for you, yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's much for you because I feel like. You see that, and it's 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 a constant reminder. Yeah, yeah. You're constantly and, being reminded. Yeah, and and that's the thing that kind of even leads me to kind of the, the kind of the last sort of topic. Even like, because the thing is, there's one thing sharing grief here, but sometimes when it's like people sharing other people's grief, I feel like that's also important to be mindful of what you share as well. Like, and why I say that is because like um, I, I saw a post a couple of days ago, um. So uh, Kobe Bryant's wife kind of telling people, look, the anniversary is coming up. Please just be mindful of what you share. In particular, don't share anything to relate to the crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, like, again, we know people can be insensitive and stuff, but even, like, that must be hard because it's like, you can't control what people are sharing. So it's like, obviously, like, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a public figure, a well-known person, so people are probably going to be grieving in their own way, remember them in their own way, and it's like, and they might not, they might, unfortunately, they might not think, oh, what's Vanessa going to think about post? Because again, because they might think she doesn't know me, probably not going to see it. But still, you, you just never know. Like, she, because the thing is with Instagram, you, I can say, like, um, I, don't, I don't know Vanessa Bryant yet, but I, I put a post of like the, the crash here and I put all different kind of hashtags. You know, hashtags, things can travel fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, like, she doesn't know me, but that post, that my post has triggered her. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. But again, so it's like, you still got to be mindful, but it's like people again, like, oh, well, I'm just expressing my grief. I can do what I want. Don't tell me what to do. Like, but we, because it's like this whole like freedom, is, we can, yeah, we can do what we want. But again, you've got to be mindful, like, because these things, like. This, this is exactly it. You, you know? have to be mindful because things are going to trigger people, you know, a year later, you know, come up to a year of someone dying. And um, I don't know, it's weird, like, why people just don't, <sighs> 
understand like the whole being respectful to other people's feelings thing. Do you get it? Because if you if obviously the way the way that Kobe Bryant died, yeah, it was it was horrific. Mm. Like, you know, we like we all saw like the video of the plane and stuff like that. And like even like months later, I think it was like sometime like late last year, somebody shared like um the autopsy. Really? And I was like, yes, I, I saw that on Twitter. Somebody shared the it autopsy. Was, and was it a, a new, uh, sorry, was it like a news media outlet or as in someone like on socials just shared? The thing is, I don't have a, I don't know whether it was a news outlet. I don't know. But all I remember that day, they basically shared the autopsy. So I think, I don't know, I think, I think it's, it's natural, like not natural. I think it's, it's um, a process that I think if you're a celebrity, they do eventually, I think like maybe months or years later, they will put your autopsy online. Why they do that, I don't know, but... Well, surely they, they got to get permission from, like, the families or something. Like. Well, yeah, but I don't. I, in this case, um, they didn't have permission. I, I don't know where they got it from. I could not tell you where they got it from, but um, basically, it's just... it's Even even on autopsy, yeah, you might not even see a picture of the actual crash and, like, you know, their, their body or their remains, but even an autopsy, yeah, is even graphic enough. Yeah, because it goes through like every detail, yeah, of like what what occurred on the body and stuff like that. And like, I don't know if you if you've ever read an autopsy, yeah, but yo, like, it's it's tough. It's very difficult to read. It's very difficult to read. Like, if you think that you're the kind of person, like, oh, like, I'm very numb to death. Like, an autopsy, yeah, is very, it's a it's a very challenging thing to read. Like, it's a it's a whole breakdown, yeah. And especially if someone dies horrifically, it's a whole breakdown of what happened, yeah. and it's horrible. It's horrible. Death is such um, it's such a complex thing, and I think there's one there's one point I forgot to add earlier on, is I feel like for me, this process has been very easy, and this is going to sound very, probably very messed up, but because I didn't really know my dad in in a very deep way and I guess maybe because you know he wasn't present mm. in my growing up I feel like it was a lot easier for me to go through the process now if god forbid but I know you know death is a process and you know death is part of life but if my stepdad was to pass I feel like that would really that would do something to me do you get it yeah like He's not he's not present in my life at the moment, but he was present in my growing up. Yeah. So if if I were to find out that he's he's passed on, I'll be devastated. If if I uh, what I fear, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not gonna front. Yeah, death is a very scary thing for me. It's always been mm. like it's always been from when I was young. Like I just don't like the idea of it. Obviously, the older that you get, you have to get. You know, you have to be accustomed to it because it is a part of life you get it and you you shouldn't you shouldn't fear death and I think I'm learning to do that but for me that like, I'm very what I'm not looking forward to is that the older that I get I know that I'm going to lose people do you get it mm-hmm. and my mom made a comment yesterday and I'm not going to lie yeah? it it done something to me like I, I even feel weird about it but basically we're talking about this vaccine yeah she's like um and my mom's like she's like 66 so she's part of the you know the the age range where like she would have to have the vaccine in it mm-hmm. so she was like um she you know she's she's cool with it like if, if they if they tell her to come and get the vaccine she'll get it and I was like are you sure 
But I remember the way that I said, I'm sure, it was almost like I was talking to my friend who, who's like the same age as me. So I didn't clock that, oh yeah, right. Like she's like, she's like 60 something. Like she's not like 20 something. So I had to, I had to change the whole the wiring of what I was saying. I was like, oh right, yeah, she's like 60 something. So I was like, okay, if you're okay with it, like are you not worried about any side effects? She's like, she's not worried about any side effects. And then she was talking about like how, also, you know, these African aunties, they've been doing their ginger and the, the pineapple skin. <laughs> she been doing it as well, innit? <laughs> she been doing it as well. So she's like, oh, you know, that really helps me. And then she's there telling me about how like ginger is good for like infl- inflammatory. Because she's been watching these videos that these aunties been sending her on WhatsApp, innit? And then she made a comment like further down, further down the conversation. She was like, um, when it's my time, it's my time. And I've never heard my mom say that before. And it really like, I was driving in it and I just stopped talking for a minute. I was just, I felt weird. Like, cause like, yo, like my mom just said that. Like, and that made me think like, rah, like, are you telling me like, you're ready, like you're ready to go. And I'm just like, nah, I, I'm not okay with that, you know? But then I can't not be okay with that. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But it was weird. Like it was weird. I, I couldn't believe my mom said that. And it, and it kind of hit me that rah, like, one day like that's gonna happen and, and, and I'm not no one prepared for that moment I'm not prepared for it I'm not gonna lie like that will probably change me and that will be a very pivotal moment because that'll be very difficult for me we've gone through our hardships we've gone through our ups and downs but that's one I'm not ready for yeah no it's, it's real because it's, it's I, I even had a similar sort of um like uh I won't say a moment it wasn't like my aunt said anything to me but I just thought to myself you know what you if she ever goes, that's gonna that's gonna mess me up. Because like I feel like, and again, I'm not I'm not like a, I'm so a person. I don't want to be a heartless person, but I feel like the more it's like this here, the more relationships I build with people, the harder it's gonna be. If God forbid, God forbid, no one goes, but the harder it's gonna be. Like, and it's like I don't know if I want to like as much as I, I again I, I've never kind of claimed to be or because I've I'm, I've gone through grief and I, and openly talking about it, it means I'm healed here, but. Sometimes, yeah, and I, I know this sounds messed up. I always feel like, what is gonna? It's like I'm on, I'm on, I'm walking on on a thin thread here. That thin thread is my brain, yeah. And this, this, these legs are is grief. What it yeah. takes is another set of legs to come on on that thin line, and sn- and snap the line. I feel like sometimes, yeah. I've like I've, I've reached like my, I'm almost reached the point where like. The amount of grief I can take, I've taken so much. I feel like I don't even know what it's gonna be. That's gonna you, yeah. You don't know how much more you can take. And the thing is, yeah, I get it because it makes you even think like, do I even want people in my life to like to get close with and all of that sort of thing? Like, do you know the one that's really like kind of like made me think a lot is like you know like um, I would say last year like a lot of people lost their partners, so like boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, and that is a whole that's a whole different ball game do you get it because that one's not the same as like losing a parent that ain't the same and whenever I see stories like that yeah it hurts me because I'm just like yo like this is somebody that you have decided to build your life with do everything with you and it's one day like that's it yeah I'm not gonna lie there's a lot of there's a lot of things that because it's almost like we have this and again it's it's not our fault I think you just maybe well, let me not speak for other people. I think I, I kind of have this idea of like, you know, I know how life's going to be, you know, there might be loss along that, like. That, that's the one where I'll tell you God, yeah? 
just because you know what do you know what in all of these what you're saying I completely 100% agree I don't take myself down that thinking because I just say to myself I need to focus on God do you understand Mm. everyone's different I can't speak for everybody but my my everything my vent in source my rock is God do you understand I look to God yeah to give me peace and comfort in these things that when I look at it it gives me like some some sort of anxiety no, yeah. I, I I refuse to look at look at that. I need to just focus on God because you know what? No matter how it goes down, I don't have a plan for me. It's God who has a plan for me. Mm. I can plan all the mad the mad stuff in the world, yeah. But at the end of the day, it don't stop the fact that God has a plan. Mm. And if part of the plan is you gotta go through a certain type of loss, there's nothing that God will put you through that He can't take you out of. God will not put you in something that he knows you can't handle. Do you understand? That like God is a just God. He will not do that. But and like I said, I speak for myself. Not everyone believes in God. No, you're, you're but... preaching, man. You're preaching. You're preaching because what it comes down to is like, you know what? There's only something I can't control. The only thing I can do right now is just make the most with the people I have in my life and just pray that they live a long life. That, that's, 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 the honest, that's the honest thing. That's like... Pray for everybody that you love each and every day pray for everybody that you love pray for um their journeys everything that they put their foot in pray for them to be guided and everything because i think what hurts us most is i don't know if you clutch here but see when an older person dies mm. i feel like people of course you're going to be upset but it's easier to accept you than somebody who's very young and they just went suddenly or they had their whole life ahead of them and it wasn't their time to go. That's what hurts more. Mm, that we, that we, we're conditioned to feel that, that that's normal because they, they were old, like, and the person is younger. But, but it's almost because, like, yeah. you know, it's a thing of, like, that person hasn't really experienced life. There's so much there's much more of life that person that has yet to experience and they're gone. So it's, it's kind of like, wow, like, it's deep. Because even people used to tell me, oh, your mom died so young. Like, cause she died in like she was fifty, like fifty one. Yeah, fifty one. It's like, and it's so mad because when I think about my mum, I kind of think, yeah, you know, there's so much more she had to experience. Like me just getting married, first kid, all the all these milestones. Whereas, and again, I'm not I'm not saying that my granddad's loss wasn't sad, but it's like he was eighty five, and he I know he's lived a, a fulfilled life. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? So it's like I don't really like. I won't say I don't grieve him, but it's that when I when I think about his loss, it's not a thing of like, you know what, he has so much life ahead of him. And I, that's not to say like it's, he deserved that at that age, but it, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't kind of hit me as much because like he's lived a fulfilled life. It's been a pleasure, man, Gina. For everyone Thank you so much, Jermaine. It has been a pleasure. It has been so good. Thank you so much for having me. Like Thank you so much, Ben, for listening and for having me. Yeah. Um, I have my own, well alongside my my co-star um ruben we have um a youtube channel called music mukbang and basically we just um we we talk music and food music and food because it's two of our favorite things um so we do like sort of like music challenges and we like to like review like different sorts of food and all that sorts of stuff so we're on instagram and youtube or and twitter as well so it is music mukbang so you know just if you follow me, you know, you'll get to see that. But, you know, yeah. That's so good. And uh, I don't know if you want to plug the personal socials, but obviously, where can they find um, you? Well, you know, it's, yeah, I will plug the personal socials. Mm. Why not? So, um, 
alongside my day job, I am a, 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 a kind of speak today. Sorry. Let's start again. Sorry. <laughs> Rewind. Edit it. Okay. Um, alongside my day job, I am a creative. I'm an actor. Um, yes, I do acting. I do anything creative. So do follow me on Instagram. It is Gina versus Gina. So it's G-I-N-A V-S J-E-A-N-A. And, and we're, also, we're also on YouTube ourselves. I mean, content's coming soon. So again, click the link. Yep, come soon. Subscribe. Going to have the visuals. This episode is going to be on there. Past visuals, new visuals. So if you're listening, also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review because apparently the more ratings and reviews people leave, the more visibility we get. I've enjoyed this a lot, yeah, because you know what? Yeah. I don't often talk about you know my dad and the mm. process and whatnot it's probably there's literally probably probably only a few people that i've spoken to not a lot mm. so this was good this was good and it's good to revisit it like you know like nearly two years later it's coming up to two years in june so yeah no, we, we appreciate and i think i would like i always say this because i feel like it's important not just because let's say i'm saying about our our virtual doors are always open what i mean by that like hit us up like on our page and if everyone if you ever feel like you know you're struggling with something i'm not saying we're like we know the answers and stuff but i'm saying because what it is especially like now one thing i'm realizing is there is a grief community and however however your grief is whether that's you've lost a parent both parents if you talk about it, don't talk about it everyone's welcome do you know what i'm trying to say so yeah don't, i don't... think that's really important and well done to you for creating this platform because um you know before you guys i don't i don't think i know of anything that anything like this you know what i mean like this is why most people just go through stuff like this and they just keep it in and they don't they don't speak to nobody and then like yeah no exactly like that. exactly it's, it's me and ben's platform so we want to just use it to just talk about our grief but also like invite others to talk about their grief as well man so um we appreciate you having you coming on because i know it's a, it's a hard thing to talk about so like i'm always always trying to be mindful of you know what we discuss but you've, you've been great today man Thank you so much. Well, yeah, other than that, it's a wrap. <laughs>